This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, I want to talk about how you respond when someone brings a monkey to drop off on your desk. Some years ago, there were a lot of articles written about these monkeys that travel around in organizations and that people try to get rid of, get them off of their plate and put them on your plate. And so what I want to talk about today is what are your response options when it looks like somebody's about to drop a monkey off on your desk. As an executive leader, people are going to come to you with many requests, and you have to decide in advance some of the ways that you can respond. First of all, I would suggest that you pause, you take a breath, you listen, and then you decide. Whose plate should this task be on? Should it be on your plate or the person who's coming to you or perhaps on the plate of someone else? So let me go over five potential response types, or rather six potential response types that you can use in the workplace. The first one is to listen. You're listening only, and you're listening for information. Someone has had an experience, and they want to give you information about their experience. There's no action for you to take. All you're doing is receiving the information and saying thank you. That's relatively easy if, in fact, you stop at listening and don't go to any other steps. The other question you might ask yourself, though, is, am I really the one who should be listening to this, or perhaps should someone else be listening? So do identify if other people should be listening and not you. Number two is to provide information. So perhaps the person comes to you, they have to make a decision, they have to do something, and they're just missing information that you have. Perhaps it's a decision that was made in the executive team meeting, they weren't present that day, or maybe they're not at the executive level and the information hasn't trickled down to them yet about what was decided. So when you're providing information, you provide what's needed, and then it's done. You're out the door. That task still does not come to your plate. It remains where it is. And then number three would be what I'd call being in an advisory or a consultation role. So the person has a challenge. They're not really sure how they're going to walk through the challenge or what the answer is, how to fix it. So in your role with a bit more experience, a bit more knowledge, and perhaps a broader context about the organization, you can ask many open-ended questions. Open-ended questions starting with how and starting with what. You might ask them, what have you done already? How did that work out? What else are you considering? What constraints might be in place if you take route A as opposed to route B? And as you're asking them questions and as they're reflecting and thinking, because you're going to ask questions sometimes that they haven't thought of, or that also deepens their own perspective on solving their own issue. 
So the advisory role, the consultation role is critical. It's important because you are helping your people to develop deeper expertise and to learn on the job every day. The number four would be to recommend resources. So when the person comes to you and they have a challenge, they may need to know where to go, what people to consult, what tools are available, what books, manuals exist in the organization to find the information that they're looking for. So again, you're not solving it. You're not going to those people. You're not going to the manual. However, you know where the information is, and now you're just letting them know where the information is. So you're recommending resources. And then number five would be to provide resources from the point of view of being a top cover. So number five is when you are top cover for someone, you're not going to exactly take this issue onto your plate. However, there's a part of it that you can fix, a part that you can solve, because maybe there's a person who is more senior to them in the organization with whom you have a relationship or who you can go to to really remove barriers. So you may have that conversation, then you come back to this person and say, had the conversation, the doors are now open and you put it back on their plate. Actually, it should never have left their plate. You just removed, if you will, a lot of debris from the train tracks so that they can keep running the train down the track. So that's being top cover. That's a limited fix, limited solving from the position of top cover. And then number six is you take the issue from the other person and now you move it to your plate and it becomes your issue. Very rarely should the issue really go to your plate. So you really want to think about whether it should move to your plate or not. Most of the time, it does not need to move to your plate. Yes, you know how to solve it. You know how to do it. But that doesn't mean that it is your responsibility. So I would say that about 85 to 90% of the time, you want to respond in a way that you're either listening to information, providing information, operating in the advisory consultation role, which is very valuable to your people, and fourthly, recommending resources. Maybe about 8 to 10% of the time, you might be in the top cover mode where you really do have to intervene and be top cover for your personnel. And then maybe one to 2% of the time, max, and maybe less than that, you take something on and move it to your plate. That should be a rare occurrence. So I would say, don't take the monkey unless it really belongs to you. People in your organization need to learn what you already know and they learn by doing it themselves. Don't shortcut the learning in your organization by doing the work. The learning organization is most agile, flexible, versatile to meet customer needs. And that means practicing internally what you ultimately want your people to do with the external facing clients or customers. You want to build capacity in others to also do what you do. That's the intention. So as we think about this today and thinking about how people may try to move some monkeys around, you have at least six response alternatives and 
Five of those keep the monkey on their plate, and that's where you should be most of the time. So I'd like to conclude today by reading Acts, the sixth chapter. And this is when in the early church, in the early days, they had to find deacons to do the practical, everyday service, operational work of the church. And by analogy, that's what you're doing. Your people are there to do that tactical, everyday operational work. So now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the 12 summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So by analogy, as an executive, you're giving yourself continually towards the strategic actions and the vision of the organization. Now, if we drop down to verse seven in this biblical text, it says, then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So when you build capacity in your organization, the work gets done actually at a more profound level than if you did it yourself because you are raising up people who are competent and capable, including those who can operate in those six boxes of response that I just mentioned. Others can listen, others can advise, and you're helping to identify that. So have a blessed day being in the strategic chair. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.